Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Diligent Minds podcast, where we talk about your growth and your mindset, giving you some motivation to help you keep going to achieve your goals and become the best version of yourself. I am your host, Dorian Jones. If you are a returning listener, I truly appreciate it. Don't forget to go ahead and give me a rating wherever you're listening to this and go ahead and leave a review as well. Share it with a friend. If you're a new listener, welcome. I hope you find some great content that you can go ahead and put into action today so that you can become a better version of yourself. So today we're going to get into a little bit more about me because I get a lot of questions about people asking me questions about who I am, where I'm from, uh, what I've been through. So I decided to dedicate this show to that, to myself, actually, just tell you a little more about me, which is something I should have did in the beginning. It should have been the first episode, but I was just eager to get all the information out there so that you guys can grow. Okay, so for those who don't know me, I'm an entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur since I was, uh, you can say I started entrepreneurial stuff when I was in junior high school, but official, like a business, I started like 17 or 18 years old. It was my clothing brand uh, called Authentic. It was spelled A-U-T-H-E-N-I-C-K, which I actually just stopped earlier this year. I'll put it on hold. I wouldn't say I stopped it only because I would pick it back up because that's my baby. I love it. And it was just things that I have to do. But let's rewind even further back. Um, I grew up in Watts, California, uh, which is a section in Los Angeles, which is close to Compton and South Central is right there. And it's kind of on the southeast end of uh, Los Angeles. Uh, That's where you get a lot of public housing. Um, a lot of the um, low-income housing in that area alone. So that's why I grew up. I grew up on the on the west side of the tracks. You have the east side of the tracks, and then you have the west side of the tracks. I grew up on the west side of the tracks. Um, I was always a cool. I was always a cool kid. I was always more mellow. I was more quiet to myself. Kind of how I am today. It may not seem that way because of the videos, but if you know me in person, I'm pretty reserved. I stay to myself a lot. And I was like that as a kid. I was just like that growing up. And and where I grew up, it was more we learned survival. We wasn't thinking about the future. We wasn't thinking about becoming better. We were just thinking about surviving for that day. So if somebody sees something that you have, more than likely they're going to try to test you and try to take it. So you're going to have to defend yourself. It was that type of environment, but it was a lot of fun. I grew up there. I loved basketball. That was my first love. I've been playing basketball since I was in, since I can remember, maybe second or third grade. I really started playing in different leagues and parks, and it just went on from there. And I had made a lot of friends because I was always a, a, I was always a pretty mellow child, and I was easy to get along with. And it just felt like. It just felt regular because you don't know anything different. So you don't think, oh, I'm in this situation. This is uh, this isn't life. This this is all, you know, at this time. So I'm used to seeing people that are fighting. I'm used to seeing uh, drug deals and uh, gunshots. It's crazy. I don't I didn't understand it until I got a little older that it's crazy that when you're younger in that type of environment, you hear a gunshot, you know, instantly to get down. Or if you see a car speeding down the street that you don't recognize, you know, to run. These are survival tactics that we learn just by growing up in a neighborhood because you hear the stories, you see the things uh, happening and you don't want to be a part of it or you don't want to be a victim of 
a senseless act of crime. So, you know, let me just get out of Dodge. You learn to detect danger at an early age. You see that stuff. And in junior high, I went to uh, Curtis Middle School in the sixth grade, which is in Carson. It was a little different because it was a different type of environment. Uh, I got bust out because I was in a magnet program. They tested me for being gifted and I passed. So I, was, I had options to go to different schools. So I did that. So I went to Curtis. I only went there my first year in my sixth grade year. And it was good. I, I don't remember a lot of people from there because it was, I was young. So it's not like I built a strong relationship with the kids. So we were I was there and then I went over to Markham Middle School. This was interesting because I was around people that I went to elementary school with and I was around a new group of people that were from the same environment. So it was a little bit different. Um, it was much different because a lot of the kids were a lot bigger than I was already because I wasn't that big in the sixth and seventh grade. And that was actually when I started with my entrepreneurial stuff. It was these things called two ways that came out, not the big ones. They had the small colored ones. So what I would do, I would find a way to get them and I would sell them to people who wanted them. Most of the time I had people who would go on this thing called the blue line or the green line, which is a metro. Uh, it's a public transportation train that goes through the city. So they would go and they'll find people and they'll steal them. Honestly, they'll go steal them. They'll bring them to me. I'll go ahead and sell them to people. And people knew that I had them. They knew I had people that got them. So they would let me know, like, hey, man, I need this. I need that. I put the word out. Hey, next couple of days we got it. Go ahead and make a profit. And I started selling candy as well. <clears throat> that was another thing that I did. I sold candy. I go buy it from Smart and Final. It was over. Uh, the Smart and Final was in Compton on Central and El Segundo. So I go buy a, I think a sneakers back then. A box of sneakers cost what about thirteen dollars? I think it was thirteen dollars. I go get that. I think it was maybe twenty four that came in a pack. It was a box of them. I would get that, and then I would sell the candies. At that time, I'd sell them for, I want to say, I forgot how much I used to sell them for, honestly. So I get that, but one of my hottest sellers were these things called Sour Belts. So I would make a good profit off of those. I just bag them up, get dollar bags, and I just sell them, go re-up, and then I just go ahead and keep flipping the money. So that was my first introduction to being an entrepreneur and running a business. I didn't really understand the business model. I just knew you spend less money just to make more money and then you go reinvest that money and make more money and just continue the process. So that's where I got it. And now today I see that 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 benefited me well because I grew up having those types of traits. Uh, I just gained them over time for me doing those different things throughout the years. And and then also in that time I got influenced, uh, heavily influenced by hip hop music. Uh, specifically, I want to say it was uh, who was out around that time that I really liked? It was the Hot Boys with Cash Money. You had Juvenile, Lil Wayne, Young Turk, and BG. So they will come out with the music. And then it was stuff that we related to because they were living the same thing we were living, but in a different state. And in my mind, it was like, oh, no, this only happened here. So just to hear that they're dealing with the same things and their lyrics are appealing to my reality, it was it felt good. And I was like, oh, man, I like this. I want to know a little bit more. And then at that time, I had also uh, started listening to Ludacris. Uh, I want to say his first album came out. I think it was back for the first time. Or work. Yeah, it was back for the first time. So I don't know what I was doing listening to the music at that age. But I think at that age, you don't really think, hey, uh, not let my kids listen to this. Because 
everything compared to now, we don't we didn't have easy access to things. So if we hear a lyric or something, we just have to imagine what what they're talking about. It just sounds good. So we don't know what they're talking about. We just sing along with it. But nowadays you have you have Internet access so you can go and pull up any lyric or you could go type something in and it, it pop up with pages of information, which is not good for uh, young kids. So that was middle school. So I was influenced by I was influenced by hip hop music. I love music, uh, R&B music. Um, you had Usher came out um, with I think that was 8701 album. <laughs> uh, I remember that. Then uh, move forward to we'll fast forward to my high school years. So I like I said, I played basketball. So I went to uh, the west side of L.A. I went to school at Dorsey High School. It was on the, it was a little further west of the Crenshaw District. You could still consider it uh, the Crenshaw area. So I went to school there, woke up early to get on the bus. Sometimes I missed the bus, take public transportation. And still, I continue hustling when I got there. I hustle and sell whatever I can sell just to make some extra money uh, after my uh, summer jobs because I would get a summer job because I was 14 years old. So I'd do summer jobs during the summer, uh, buy, the, you know, buy the clothes and stuff that I want so I can be ready for school, look fresh, look fly. So I do that. So go to high school and, okay, my money stopped. My mom can only do so much. She's a single parent. I'm the oldest child of four. And... I need to I need to get some new shoes. I need to look good. I don't want to get talked about. So I find ways to hustle and make money. But overall, I would go and uh, I'd play basketball. Uh, I go after school to basketball practice and play basketball. That was my main focus. It wasn't I wasn't into girls or I wasn't into gangs or drugs or anything. I just like to play basketball. That was that was just my thing. I love to play basketball. So I would do that. And then eventually I would leave that school because I got lazy. I was I got tired of waking up at five in the morning. Uh, I was falling back in school. And so I went to I went to Centennial High School in Compton. So this school may sound familiar. You hear uh, Kendrick Lamar talk about it. You hear a lot of other basketball players that went there. Uh, it's a lot of people that may come from there. Or you may hear just Compton. You may see it on uh videos and documentaries about the city of Compton. Uh, I went to that school. So that was a little different as well, because coming from you'll think, OK, they're so close that it's a light. But it's crazy how different the watch community is coming from uh, when you go out to South Central is different from that. And it's different from Compton as well. So I went to school there and I wasn't necessarily in gangs, but of course, you're going to be affiliated just because, okay, you're coming from Watts and most of the guys coming from Watts are from this one gang. So we all stick together because we're all coming from the same place. We're taking the same bus. So sometimes you get caught up into the mix of things, uh, you know, fights, all that type of stuff. You know, the things that kids go through in that type of area, uh, those are the things I was into a little bit. I got into fights, but overall, I still played basketball. That was my number one thing. And I would never let my grades drop. I was always a smart kid. So I would never let my grades drop, never get distracted by things. What I did have bad was I would not listen. I had a hard time listening to authority. I would I didn't like people telling me what to do. I would always say, OK, I know, I know, I know. Or I just feel like I can do whatever I please just because I finished my work fast. And so I went there and 
they actually lost my credit, some of my credits, uh, and I didn't find out to the second semester of my senior year. And I was heartbroken because I had, I wanted to go to Stanford uh, for college. I had my eyes set on it. I think my grade point average would have been good enough. It would have barely made it for me to apply for it. So that kind of broke my heart. So I had to go to a continuation called Chavez, which was where all the, uh, most of the Compton district kids went. So I went there and now you get mixed with bloods and crips. So now I'm coming from a blood school, going to a school with majority crips. So I get affiliated with that, with coming from Centennial. And uh, I just want to rewind back. A lot of people that I went to junior high school with, they never finished junior high school. Uh, people that I grew up with, they never went beyond uh, sixth, seventh, eighth, maybe even ninth grade. So now I'm at this school and I'm by myself most of the time because a lot of the blood kids coming from the school where I came from didn't want to go because of gang violence. People would come up there with their neighborhoods and want to fight. And I stayed there because I knew I wasn't affiliated with it. And once they saw that, once I had a few fights here and there, then they saw, OK, yeah, he he not with that stuff. He's just here to do what he has to do. And I began uh, while I was already rapping, I want to say back in I started maybe like ninth, 10th grade, I was rapping. Uh, first, I started off rapping other people raps. It was uh, Lil Wayne squad. Uh, what was it? The squad mixtapes. I want to say it was squad mixtapes, but he had this group called the squad and I would always listen to their stuff. And then this was when uh, 50 Cent first came out with the GU and the radio mixtapes. I would listen to those all the time and it encouraged me to rap like, oh, I can do this because I like writing anyway. English was my favorite subject in school. So I decided to write rap. So I used to rap them on the low to myself. And I did get signed to a small record label when I was in, I want to say I was in 12th grade when it happened. And I used to do shows all the time. I used to always do shows. I had posters of myself that I go post around the school. And I had the record label had their own small street team. So they'll go post pictures of me different places in the neighborhood, do photo shoots, all that good stuff. This was before it became something extremely popular. Um, I was already doing it. So it was around the 12th grade and I graduated from high school. I was the speaker at my high school graduation. And uh, that was that. Then I got into, I was what, about 19 years old at this point. I met with uh, someone from Fabulous Camp and I was uh, being managed by one of the guys there. So I was supposed to be a first artist on the Street Fam West because they were uh, starting up a West Coast region for his uh, record label. And I was supposed to be the artist, but I didn't have the discipline and I didn't do what I needed to do. I just got cocky. I was like, man, I got this. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be uh, with them. Like, no, just because you they're working with you don't mean that, that you're going to be the next guy that's signed to their record label. So I stopped that because I learned a little bit about the business side of music, and I didn't really like it. And the name Authentic, that was my name that people called me. Uh, that was my rap name, actually. So I stuck with it, and I figured, okay, how can I flip this and make this work for me? People know me by this name. And I started a clothing brand. I started the brand at, I want to say 19 years old. So once I started the brand, I started producing it. And I sold mostly to women because all of my shirts had different uh, sayings on them. It was like more like cocky sayings. It'll be, uh, it'll say something like, yeah, I know I like me too. Uh, if I was, I forgot. It was, are you, it was a bunch of different, just cocky ass sayings. It was just cocky sayings that I, 
put on there and just say, okay, this is what I'm selling and people will buy it. People will buy it like crazy. Actually, mostly women will buy my clothes. I have some men, but most of it geared towards women because of course men try to talk to them and they say, hey, read the shirt and stuff like that. So man, I built that brand up uh, forever. I was always constantly growing it, but a lot of things, a lot of lessons that I learned later in life that would have helped me if I had learned earlier. And I got into uh, when I got 21, I was I began drinking. I was legal uh, first time drinking. I think I passed out. I didn't know anything about it. I mixed everything that anybody gave me. I threw up, passed out, all that stuff. And I was just I wouldn't say I had a liquor addiction, but every time I did something, I had to drink. At that time, it was Belvedere, Grey Goose. I want to say hypnotic. I don't think I really drank hypnotic too much, but Belvedere and Grey Goose it was another one. I just can't think of what it is, but I used to drink all the time. Anytime me and my friends would go out, it's like, all right, cool, let's drink. We getting drunk. And that went on for a while. And I felt like that wasn't me. I felt like I was just doing it just to fit in. So I kind of weaved away from it. I got off of it a little bit. And fast forward to maybe about 25 or 26. Uh, at this time, I'm still running the clothing brand. I'm still moving. That's still doing okay. And this is around the time, I want to say Twitter came out around. Twitter was still doing good around this time. Because most of my sales came from Twitter. Uh, that's when I did really well. But Instagram came out. And I didn't make the transition with it. Because people was buying the logo. I always wanted to be the guy in the background where people didn't know who I was. But they knew of the product that I was selling and that went well, that went really well on Twitter. I didn't have to show my face too much. I could just go ahead and post the clothes, people purchase it. But Instagram came out, different story. I continued with the same business model. I didn't make the transition to being a, to it being a, a actual brand. Um, people didn't, people got used to seeing others face. They wanted a different connection. And I never made that connection with people because I would always post the logo it was no personal connection. So the business slowly went downhill. It slowly went down as I was as I was continuing to push the brand that way with just the logo. And I fought it and I fought it. I spent so much money putting products out, uh, slowly selling. It wasn't selling like it was before. And I didn't I was just being so naive and just being stubborn. And it just constantly just went down and I feel like that's something that I could have, I could have uh, stopped just by, just by paying attention, and being more open-minded. But I didn't. And around that time, I entered a state of depression because I felt like, okay, what is my, what is my purpose? I'm, I feel stuck. I feel like I'm lost. Why am I here on earth? What am I here to do? So I battled with that for a long time. I lost weight. Uh, my appetite was gone. I stopped playing basketball. I just lost myself because I felt like like I was just like I was just existing on earth, but what for? What was I existing for? So that kind of opened my eyes to uh reading more. I always read. That was something I always did anyway, always I was always a reader. But this allowed me to look at things a little bit different and seek other avenues for growth. So I would go and read different books and I would go to different seminars, but I still felt lost. Like, okay, I understand. 
I understand the mindset things. I understand all the things that I need to do, but how can I do them? And at about maybe 27, 28, I kind of got out of it and I started, I got into what really helped me was when I discovered real estate investing. I understood, well, before, let's rewind, before I discovered real estate investing, I understood, I started to understand wealth, how to build wealth, um, multiple flows of income, letting money work for you, making money in your sleep, all that stuff. I started learning that and I became a junkie for it. So I, st- I learned more about the real estate investing because I like that. I like your money working for you. You're not waking up. You're getting paid every month and it's appreciating as well. So that opened up so much for me. It opened up a lot for me because I felt I had a purpose now. My purpose was to to become wealthy. And even bigger than that, I thought, how can I help others? So I discovered that my passion was for personal growth. My discovery of me loving to see other people succeed, not just myself. And I'm thinking, how can I be a part of that? Because I've been through so much in my life. I overcame these obstacles of being um, being assaulted by the police at a young age uh, with them uh, telling me that I'll be dead or in jail. All these obstacles that I faced, I faced so much and I was able to overcome all of the all of the odds. Uh, most people from my community um, will be in jail by now or have some type of record. I've never been in jail. Even to this day, I've never been in handcuffs. And I got a story to tell because I was able to take a different route. So I wanted to show people that it doesn't matter where you come from. You can achieve anything, anything you put your mind to. You go out there and you and you understand that that's what you want to do. Now you just apply yourself. And that's where I felt like I could help millions of people. I could help people understand that it doesn't matter where you come from. It only matters about where you're going. Your past doesn't matter. That already happened. You can't change it. But what you can change is in the future. And it all begins with you. It all begins in your mind. So that was my introduction to me deciding to become a speaker, to me deciding to want to help others and dedicate my time. And I wouldn't say my life, but dedicating a good portion of my life to help others become great. So I began on YouTube. Uh, If you've been following me or if you're new, go check out my YouTube page. You'll see uh, you can go down to the bottom. I haven't put videos up in a couple months because I want to create better content. But if you go down, you'll see how nervous I was. I don't even think I had a haircut on the first one. I look horrible. But if you go just if you just go check it out, you'll see the progress. Just go from there to one of the videos in the middle to a, a most recent video you'll see the growth in the pattern i figured okay this is something i want to do i might as well start doing it now no it doesn't make any sense to sit there and hope and wish and pray about what i want to do why not just do it so that's what i did and it just that truly is my calling i love helping others i love to see other people succeed and achieve their goals and if i can be a part of that that's just the icing on the cake i love it it's I love to see people win. And that's just that helps with this present day transition into the person that I am. And the person that you're hearing right now is is me being me just being unselfish, me just being selfless and thinking about others. Sometimes it's bad because I put other people before I put myself. But I feel like we need that because there's not so many people 
that are on this earth that want to help others, especially if they've already achieved a lot of things. I'm not a millionaire. I'm not rich. I'm still growing as an individual, but I have so much knowledge because I look at every situation for an opportunity to learn and an opportunity as growth. So I feel that all of my things that I've faced in the past could be something that someone is facing right now. So I put the information out there for others to grow. And my future goals right now, uh, one of, uh, I'll do a list of my goals uh, is to own what uh, I want to have about at least $100,000 a month coming from real estate investments alone. I want to invest into startup companies right before they go public, even in the beginning stages, if I believe in it and I see a future for it, then I want to invest into those types of businesses. I want to, uh, well, I'm actually uh, working on, I'm looking into developing my own wine brand right now. So I've been in talks with some people already and it's been going well. So I have to take a trip up to Napa Valley so I can take a look at that because that's another business venture of mine. I have a few other business ventures that I won't mention yet because I'm still working on it. I'm not 100% sure, but I also want to uh, buy an NBA team. Uh, I want to buy people ask me, what team do you want? I just want something that makes business sense. If I can go ahead and get my name on that ownership paper, then I'll go from there. But overall, um, over anything, over anything for myself, my main thing is I want to be able to employ people and I want them to feel like they're welcome. I don't want them to feel like they're stuck because I want people to have goals for themselves. If I if you're working with me, I don't want to say you're working for me, but if you're working with me, I want to know what are your goals for yourself and how can I help you get there? Do you go to school? Do you have a kid? Uh, how can I accommodate your schedule while also making sure it makes sense, business sense for me? So that's what I want to encourage because I feel like a lot of people get caught into jobs and they get caught into the lifestyle and they get comfortable and they get content and they forget about their dreams. They forget about the things that they were going for. They forget about that, that passion that they had when they were younger, that thing that they said, hey, I'm I'm going to be successful at this. You get caught up. Life happens. I get it. And you get caught into these jobs and these jobs. You're just a number. I want that to stop. I don't want to. I don't want people to feel like they're just a number. So I want people to feel like this is someone who cares for me. This is someone who's who's assisting me because you're going to always remember me or remember that person that does that for you in the future. You're going to always you'll be willing to help that person out if they need something. And that's what I want because I feel like that's the foundation to creating a better future and creating a better world as a whole. So that's kind of where I'm at today. Uh, I'm working towards all of those things. Uh, I'm looking into different markets for real estate investing. I've been working in the, um, in the Los Angeles area. I focus more on the Southeast region of LA County. And I do a lot of cold calling myself. I'm, I'm out there hustling. I'm out there calling, making phone calls, trying to get these deals. And I'm also looking at investing out of state right now. I just got, had a phone call the other day uh, talking about investing out of state. So I'm planning a trip within the next month or so. I think they had to have some type of caravan or something. So I'm going to go to that event and just go and start building my wealth and just go from there. Just let it snowball and grow while constantly growing the speaking business as well. Uh, developing an online course and a couple other things that I have in place for for the speaking business, uh, looking for more events to speak at. But right now, really just focusing more on the content aspect of it. So that's where that's where all my energy lies right now. 
And along the way, I just want to show you guys that, that I came from nothing. I come from nothing. If I can do it, you can do it too. I want to do a documentary as well, uh, showing where I come from, uh, going to interview people that know me so that you can hear firsthand all the things that I've told you and maybe even hear stories that I didn't, that I didn't even think about. So you can know that, hey, this dude is really, he really comes from the street. He really comes from nothing. These are the things that I want to share with the world because I feel like there's so many things being fabricated and people putting out fake images. And I want to just give you the real. I want to let you know, like, hey, you can do it. So that wraps up today's video. I hope you enjoyed my rant about my life a little bit. I hope this gives you a little bit of perspective of where I come from, help you understand me a little bit better. But if you have any questions, like I said before, always feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. Uh, contact me through my website, uh, the DJMotivates.com. Uh, just reach out to me. Let me know how you like it. And if you like the show, again, go ahead and leave a rating and go ahead and leave a uh, leave a review as well. It helps me out a lot. helps me rank higher so that more people can discover the show. I truly appreciate it. Um, happy Monday because I released this on a Monday. And I hope you guys go ahead and have a nice, productive week. Remember, everybody has greatness within, even you.